El nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich de McDonald's es crujiente, tiernito, jugoso. Es pollo en la McDonald's, un mordisco y wow. es el nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich. Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's. Para pa pa pa. En McDonald's participantes. Introducing the SND Podcast Channel, your one-stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and/or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. Welcome to episode 228 of the SND Podcast Show. Steven is here. Danny's here. Vin's going to be joining us a little later. What's going on, Danny? Not much. How's everything going, Steve? Can't complain. A beautiful Saturday we have here. Um, just give everybody a heads up. We'll have Vin on a little bit later. We do have some huge news. If you haven't heard about the SND Podcast Show, if you haven't seen it on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all our social media, last week we recorded episode 227. And we have been selected by a good friend of mine, Mike, um, who I could give a little backstory about a little bit later. Uh, he works for Elite Sports New York, and we have been chosen to be place all of our podcast shows on Elite Sports website. So that's really cool to see. Um, it, we had a nice surreal moment when we woke up this morning, uh, well, at least when I rolled over and finally woke up this morning, seeing text messages from Danny and my and even Vin's good friend, uh, Brian Rosen, telling us that because we were on EliteSportsNewYork.com, we were on Bleacher Report this morning, which was really cool to see. Yeah, especially since we've been having Bleacher Report for so many years. And it's it was very unsurreal. I'm like, at first, I misread his text message. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> and, then I, and then I saw his screenshot. I was like, oh, wow. And I looked for myself, and I go, holy shit. This is awesome, and then I, I, I'm, I'm sure you were sleeping, so I text Vin. Oh, I kept Vin up in the chat, and he saw it as well. It was surreal, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy how much can change, you know, just by a blink of an eye. We doubled the listens from last week's show um, just by joining their website. It's a really cool website. Um, nice little backstory with Mike and I is surprisingly enough we actually met each other for the first time at the Landon Collins softball event two years ago um so that was really cool I met him through um sorry I'm thinking about it my old Nassau Coliseum sales rep uh Jeff Gaida who uh I saw on the field with him and him and I just started talking a little bit. A couple of years later, it all kind of clicked, and we thought this would be a great idea because, you know, we've been doing a lot of cool things with the thing, with the podcast and the blog and the channel. And, you know, Mike reached out to me and said, this would be a great opportunity for us to start working together and have you guys on as part of Elite Sports New York, which the website is elitesportsny.com. And,. He said it would be really cool to have you guys on and have have you guys listed as one of our podcasts. And we talked with the founder of it, Robbie, and we agreed as a full channel, of course, because, you know, we don't do anything that isn't going to benefit everybody, that this is going to be a great opportunity for us. And, and little did we know, 
just by putting one episode on there, we gained, like I said, we doubled our listens just for last week's episode. So Yeah, and there's plenty more to come, especially with uh, everything with them. So we're excited to uh, be partners with them. Right, so now if you want to listen to the SNE Podcast Show, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, EliteSportsNY.com. They had us up on Bleacher Report, like we said. Uh, don't forget SNDblog.com as well. Um, make sure you're checking that out. I know I've started writing an article thanking John Tavares for leaving the New York Islanders. Interesting enough. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, that's something I never thought. <laughs> um, I just randomly started thinking about it the other night. Like Him leaving was such a bright side for the team. And we can go over that with Vin a little bit later. Got anything else to plug out of your end, Danny? No, I'm I'm going away for a couple of weeks, so I'm out. I'm going to be off the grid. So enjoy. <laughs> um, Vin and I talked. We're going to try and do maybe one show while Danny's away. We'll see if there's anything like crazy going on. Danny's away till I think after Memorial Day. So yeah, shouldn't be so- anything dramatic that happens between now and then. <laughs> Oh boy! But then again, I, I feel was, like it. All all the dramatic stuff always happens when people go away. Well, I made a joke at work to the other Met fan in the office that are is an actual real Met fan that I could talk to on a daily basis and have a real Met conversation with. And I go when I when I get back, is the season over or we're still in the thick of things? And of course, him being negative Met fan, he goes, "Oh, the season's over, bro." <laughs> but we're <laughs> We'll see what happens, especially with the easy easy part of the schedule coming up. We'll talk about that later, though. Right. So, um, we will also talk, we will definitely talk about that later with Finn. Uh, crazy to think there was a ninety reported ninety minute meeting between yeah. Jeff, um, Jeff Brody and Callaway. And, of course, Frances has been saying all week that Callaway's on the hot seat, but now they're reporting he's not. But you never know in sports. That's one of the cool things I always liked about sports. Um, with that being said, we're going to take a little quick break, and we'll be right back with our leadoff and Vin. Leading off. All right, welcome back to the leadoff. We are going to get into really um, one of the more interesting topics, I think, this week. Um, a fan caught... Albert Pujols' 2,000th RBI. He had a home run uh, in Detroit. And decided not to give it back. Um, the reports were he was he thought he was getting lowballed for, as, you know, from an offer from the Tigers. Like, usually they offer him a signed, you know, they offer people a signed bat or, you know, whatever, season, season tickets. The guy who got, was it the guy who got Jeter's ball got, like, season tickets? I don't even remember. I'll be honest with you. Somebody got. I think feel like somebody got season tickets for for something. Anyway, the giant well, so fan not, at the draft. I don't know. The giant fan at the draft that won the season tickets. Yeah, but no, he, lives yeah. In, he lives in Virginia, so that's going to be rough. Yeah, that doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I think I won. Right. So the topic is: What would you do if you? You know, catch a memorable home run or a, or a, a ball that somebody wants back. And it's really interesting. This guy, um, I mean, we all know who he is, the foul ball guy. is a very popular guy. 
he posts videos on YouTube and I watch them as he catches people's first, like he caught Matt's first home run last year. And like the security car guards come and talk to you and they're like, okay, well we want the ball and he'll give you like a signed bat and he'll meet you after the game or whatever. For something like that, Steven Matz's first home run, sure, whatever. Albert Pujols is going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, if this guy wants to try to make a little money off of it, I, I'm okay with it, personally. But, I don't know, what do you guys think? Uh, honestly, I think um, a Mike Trout autograph, a couple of Mike Trout autographs and a couple of Pujols autographs with Cabrera, I think that would have been fair for this situation. But everybody's different. Um I know how sentimental it would be for to, for that player to have it, so I would I would have been nice and gave it back to him, meet him after the game and stuff, and be cool with it. But that's just who I am. So a little. That's what I would have done too, but I have no problem with the guy trying to get money. That's all I'm saying. Um. So a little story of a couple of years ago, I was at the game where Matt Harvey homered. And right. For those who don't remember, it barely went over the wall, and they had to review it because they thought the fan reached over. And I'll never forget, while they're reviewing it, all this, there's like five security guards around him. Because, A, that would mean that he got involved in the play. Or, B, they needed to come talk to him about the baseball because Harvey definitely wanted the baseball. <laughs> right? So, hitting the home run. So, surprisingly enough, you know, they called it a home run. They called it a home run, and they ended up taking this kid. And then a couple of innings later, we see him return. He's got an in-case bat signed by Matt Harvey. So clearly, he went and like they made him a, some sort of deal. Now I don't know if that right. was the only thing he got. I don't know if that was the best thing, the best offer they were giving. But like, you know, it depends on the situation. Like you said, Matt's first home run. I'm giving that ball back. Right. I guarantee the team has something of more value for me than a baseball that I'll never know that Steven Matz even that nobody will believe that it was from Steven Matz right so but like a milestone yeah something big like that like but I have the memory forever kind of thing and I'm living in the moment kind of thing and I could be like alright this is what happened I had photos graphic proof of meeting them after the game and everything like that. I, I'd be cool about it. Unless it's like something absurd and I know that I'm going to be like, alright, let's say like a, like if someone broke Barry Bonds' home run record cleanly, and you know that's going to be a ridiculous amount of money. Maybe I would consider after the game meeting them and having some sort of offer with that and something similar to what you said like tickets forever for a couple of years or forever and some worth my wild with sports wise or real money of course real money is awesome as well but but yeah, obviously if the player wants it they obviously worked really hard for it to do something so I, I, I would I would definitely give it back Pujols' thing is like like Vin said he's a Hall of Famer he's gonna be a Hall of Famer whether it's first ballot you get or not Pulos, yeah, with Pulos, and and they said they had Mike Trout stuff in there too, so you know he should be one as well. So you're you're making out bank right there. Right, as soon as they become, as soon as they get 
accepted into the Hall of Fame. You just throw it on eBay. You're making a million dollars. You're making a thousand dollars minimum. A minimum of a thousand dollars from a Hall of Fame. Probably. If you get a couple, if you like, there. I think they said they were offering him like a signed bat by each of them, and like he would get to meet them, like meet Cabrera for like five minutes after the game. That's for for me. Like if they offered me that, I would have given it to him. To me, that would have been worth it. But then again, we're not everybody's like us. Right. 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 Hundred percent. You know. You know. Like. For example, I'm a, how many things do I have signed by, like, a John Tavares? Like, you know, if it was something, you know, valued, I'm not going to go running to sell it right away, you know. But we're talking about milestone stuff, you know. I How many times have we gone to Steiner's, you know? Yeah, Danny, exactly. Like, you know, none of that stuff is valued at all money-wise, Except for the fact that it's got that authenticity sticker. Like, right. And that was the other thing. The guy left the building without getting stickered or anything like that. So it, it already got devalued. Right. So, so then he, he couldn't have sold it for that. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. If he, he wanted to sell it, he wouldn't be able to sell it for that much. Yeah, fuckhead didn't. <laughs> Interesting. This guy's just an idiot, then. Yeah, exactly. Right, like, why that, wouldn't you be like, all right, can you just... You know what it comes down to is, you know, yes, he's an idiot for not getting it the uh, authorized, but you can get it authorized. Like, there's video proof of him getting this ball, and all he has to do is call one of those authorization websites, and yeah, they can authorize course. it, right? But if you do it at the stadium, now it's in someone else's hands at the stadium. Well, that's the other thing, right? If they... To authorize it there, they probably would have kept it. They wouldn't have given it back to him. That's true. But the MLB These authorization... These are weird situations. Yeah, but the MLB authorization rules all more more likely. Right. Although you, those authorization companies can be wrong sometimes. Surprisingly enough, you can actually... Like JSA. You can actually go on... There's an MLB authorization website. Oh, okay. Like you can go, you can have things authorized through Major League Baseball. But it's it's a ball though. Like he could have gotten a ball. I don't know. He could have gotten two balls that day, and it'd been the other one. That kind of thing. Right. Well, I don't you know. know. You'll never. We'll never know. Um, listen, at the end of the day, remember the pool host wasn't wasn't it the Bonds ball that got blown up in a case? Or the Maguire ball? I think it was Maguire. Or or no, the um the uh the Cubs game. The foul oh, ball. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, Bartman. Bartman, it got blown up, but you know how much how much value would that have now with that thirty for thirty right. thirty for thirty that came out? Like if you don't right. and, up, now that they, and now that they won a World Series. Right. And also also looking at the fact of the remember Danny, we talked about this, um, the Piazza jersey. Oh yeah, not from the nine eleven Homer, yep. from the September twenty first game, like that guy had it and held on to it till he became a till they announced he was a Hall of Famer. Yeah, which is in nine eleven museum now. I think I was that's I thought the, something happened with that. Yep, 
as look, far as I know, it's out. I think it's my, the, my, yes, my uncle's they were, my uncle's boss got that jersey to go into the uh, 9/11 museum. Right, it's in the 9/11. right. That's what I, I I was there the other day and I saw it and obviously I saw it. Yeah, he my <laughs> uncle's boss purchased it so just for a fact of being there or something. Really? Yeah. Now what? Well, now so that is. That exhibit is closing. What do they do with it after? They give it, like they sell it back, sell it back or something. I think he like kind of like donated it of some sort. Right. Okay. Because obviously he knows that swear belongs, kind of thing. But I'm sure. Right, I'm course. sure. I'm sure that he they paid a pretty penny or something. I don't know the full extent of it. The whole I know story, he, right? I know for a fact that he got it to go in there. So I remember my uncle telling me, and then when Piazza's jersey got retired. He was like, oh, I just met Piazza in the, the, the suite and everything. And I'm like, oh, thanks. I'm here in uh, Pepsi Corner. <laughs> so that, that was really cool. Man. Wait, so was like, back to the idea of they're shutting down the 9-11 Museum? Oh. They're, oh, sh- said, they're shutting down the, the sport. No, the sports exhibit is closing. I, oh. I think it already might have already closed or it's closing in, in May. They're, they're, that's like a special exhibit. They're changing it to something else. Oh. oh. Okay. We'll see what happens. No, not the museum. <laughs> right, no, because the way you said it, I felt like, wait, why is why would they shut the museum down? Right, no, they're just shutting down. The, the sports exhibit's in a separate area. They're, I'm assuming they're putting something else there. Right, they may move that. Yeah, I think they'll they move that. I, I think with that, they'll move because it's just so significant in New York. Right, they could just factor it into the regular museum. That that was literally a moment, and of course, off topic. Yeah. What else do we do? Um, that was literally a moment that that fix that started the fixing of New York. Let's face it. Yeah. Like everybody was still in like shock of what was going on, but then that moment changed everything. Yeah, baseball really helped. Obviously, we've we've talked about it a billion times. Right between that and the World Series, it, it, I mean. The World Series didn't go like you wanted, but right. It's so funny. Like that was the year. Like everybody obviously rooted for the Yankees, but like any given year, everybody like the D-backs were the ultimate underdog story. That's the funniest thing about that World Series. Right. Like every, was the- that was like the weirdest year ever because it was like, all right, it's Yankees, but it was 9/11, so yeah. And then it was like, all right, well. Nine out of ten times, the D-backs are the biggest underdogs ever, and it was just like, eh, whatever. It's, it's New York versus right. this year. It was it was the Yankees going for a fourth straight World Series, and we're rooting for the Yankees. What is going on here? Yeah, that was crazy. All right. With that being said, we're gonna take a little break, and we will be right back after this. Back to episode 228 of the SD Podcast Show. Stephen, Dan, and Vin are here. And now we'd like to welcome from Elite Sports NY, Mike. What's yes. going on, Mike? Yo, dude, what's happening, Thank man? Thank you for Thanks joining for us. Thank you for joining us. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about Elite Sports NY? Yo, we're on fire, dude. We're on fire, Steve. Like, <laughs> a lot of people don't know what Elite Sports is. But to look at the numbers, and in the New York area, the New York City and the tri-state area, we are the third, uh, excuse me, the second largest 
website as far as traffic is concerned of all sports media. It's SNY and then it's ESNY. We're bigger than MSG. We're bigger than the Yes Network. We're bigger than WSAN. Uh, we got tons of contributing writers and some coming down and like really uh, fun content. And of course, great and never authentic personalities are part of our under our umbrella, and we're happy to you know get you guys going and have you as part of that family. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so why don't you tell us how you got involved with it? Um, you know, a little while ago, um, like three or four years ago, I was working on doing. Uh, being, being a fan of the sports and being around and like following a sooner or later you grow up like I want to do something that really that I really love and I'm really a sports fan I, I saw maybe I could be person creativity I would and this is this is actually advice I'll give everyone who's kind of starting off like that if you have that feeling that you could really be like you guys podcasters now and want to write um, go to ESPN or not to shoot for Bleacher Report. Go to a smaller site, or if you're going to start your own thing, try to ask or connect with smaller sites that need people and content and, and, and personalities, and then prove yourself to them. So that's exactly what I did with EQE Sports. Um, my thing was I wanted to be on camera. I wanted to do interviews. That's what this guy was a couple of years ago doing my, my camera stuff, and. Uh, as I proved myself to them, they loved what I was doing. I was, what I was bringing. I was doing it all myself, producing it and pushing it out and editing it myself, and really providing value to them. And in turn, they provided value to me as a platform for me to kind of be on and for my content to live. So, mutually excuse, um, you know, mutually beneficial value is huge. Uh, and also, just pursuing being consistent. Like you guys, I've been watching you guys for a long time. Consistent content. Um, is what's going to ultimately win out. So um, that's how I got involved. I was consistent. I proved myself. Now, you know, we're really taking ESNY to the next level. So what would be your favorite memorable, one of your more memorable moments on ESNY in the past couple of years? Guys, I mean, check out my Instagram, at Team Vivolo. There's memorable moments all over the place. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Just the other night, I was talking to Joe Namers why I wore a big coat, and that was like four days ago. Um, I sung New York, New York with Jimmy Fallon, arm in arm with him. Uh, you can check that out. I mean, there's it, some crazy stuff I've been doing, and it's all because of consistency and making, you know, reaching out to people, being polite, being nice, proving yourself, showing you sports New York is legit, and um, and it, just having fun with it, being creative, but being polite and networking. Um, and just to go back to that, but yeah, it's been all been memorable, and just the people you meet, like Joe Namath is legendary, so that's going to be, you know, probably stand out as one of the more memorable ones, because he's old, you know what I mean, so like, <laughs> he's a legend in that game, so uh, the more people, you know, you run into, the more interesting things happen, so um, yeah, I'm just enjoying the ride. Yeah, and you, you recently got to see uh, Saquon as well at the March of Dines event as well, you can't forget about that. <laughs> totally, you know, it was, that was, yeah, yo, seriously, I'm sorry, like, I, I, yeah, I mean, Saquon's 22, I'm hoping that I get to meet him a lot more times also, that was oh, a yeah. Sunday morning, that was a Sunday morning, I'm actually going to have a video, like a three or four minute video of that, of me going to meet him, uh, coming out soon, 
But I literally left my house. I live in Long Island. Left my house at 6:45 a.m. Took the train, hustled up to to this the restaurant in Lincoln Center at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning, just so I can get a five minutes of steak on. But it's worth it. And you know, most people, 99% of people I know, would never have done that because they would just slept in on Sunday and not not did it. But uh, so it's just part of what you know is driving my fire. I get I get to interview the best back in in football who happens to be on the team that, that I moved for. Like. That was a done deal. And that was right. awesome. And, and um, so nice. I'm, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Mike and I actually met each other at the Landon Collins softball event two years ago, which coming up June 8th, make sure you go to LandonCollinsGame.com to mm-hmm. get your tickets. Um, you know, we were meeting and we met through my old Islander ticket rep, Jeff Guida. I just saw him and we just started talking and he introduced us. And I'll never forget what you said. When you hear about an event, just go. Just be there. Yeah. And then, like, that yeah, turned man. into... What? Events are crazy, dude. Events, especially, like, 99% of the events, they want coverage. They want media. You guys are media. Now you can be under the EFU Esports um, umbrella. Reach out as part of that team. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm a connection. I, I'm a, a reference. Um, I'm going to stuff. Dude, it's so much fun. If you if that if that's your thing, it's so worth it. You meet people. Um, just like I met you guys. Just you, you meet players. Um and the next thing you know, you have some great content that's unique, like no one has. So that's what's the best about going to events. Yeah, the, our, our arguably, other than Steve, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make the Landon Collin events, but the other event me and Steve went to, which was eye-opening for me, I'd say at least, because it was the first time I was able to go to a media event, was the Curtis Granderson event we did a couple years ago. And we were like, us and Bruce Beck were the only yeah. people really there. So it was. It, so they were very accommodating with us. It was really fun that night as well. So I could definitely see what you were referring to with the the availability going to events and everything like that, and yeah. how genuine yeah. most of the players were. Like the coolest person when we met that night were. Would you agree, Steve? Was a tie between um, well, obviously Curtis, but Curtis is always good. But two people we never expected before. Knowing them the last couple of years was Nimmo and uh, Jerry Blevins. Those were the two number yeah, coolest it was, guys we met. It was met just out of recently. nowhere. And, like, the fact that, like, Curtis Grandison, you know, everyone's taking pictures of him when he first got in. And then I'm like, hey, can I get a minute? And three minutes of interviewing later, I'm just standing there talking to Curtis Grandison at this event at the New York Library. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Yeah. The one thing I want to add is just be polite to everyone. Oh, 100%. The, the PR reps, the people that's what's going to get you right just be polite to everybody that we can Mike before we let you go quick question for you I got one last question for you before we let you go alright yeah. if you had to handle if you got your hands on let's just say the Derek Jeter 3000 3, hit ball how would you have handled that <laughs> oh, hey, that's a leading that's a little bit of a loaded question Jeter's my favorite thing of uh, personality of all time uh, I would have. I, we, we've talked about this ball. Um, probably it back right away. Next year, thousand give it right away. thousand which I don't even really mean. I would never give that back right away. Who cares? I, I want to mean, like the two three thousand. He's my guy. to go down in history like that. That's what the ball I give it back. So it's a case by case basis, maybe. All right, cool, Mike. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you again for thank helping you, us out, and we're looking forward to keep working with you. 
Yo, big things coming, boys. Big things coming. Awesome. Thank you, Mike. Love it. Podcast, you just listened to Heathen by S- uh, by Division 1.1. Yes, I was about to say SD podcast, but obviously we did not make it. <coughs> Excuse me. So, first off, since Vin went to the game on Friday night, and I'm Dan, I'm going tonight on Saturday night. Uh, let's talk about the Mets. Um, they had a very rough road trip, but the next co- upcoming week and a half is playing against lesser teams in the division. So can the Mets get back, back into the thick things and snap out of this uh, couple-week slump with the Marlins and uh, the Nationals coming up, both at home? Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? I think with the Marlins, we got to find a way to sweep them. It's going to be hard to do. You can never really always sweep. But Wheeler started off right. The offense started right on Friday. Now it's a Grom on on Saturday and then Syndergaard on Sunday, there's no chance we have to go for a sweep, especially the way they've been playing as of late. Yeah, I, I definitely think they need to sweep here and need to get back to 500. And like you said, the next now it's 15 games. The next 15 games are against Miami, Washington, and then there's three games with Tigers at the end of it. So it's all – you know, below 500 teams, all teams are the worst record than them. The Nationals are a disaster. So they need to come out of this like you know, 11 and 5 to really get things going and and get on a run. Correct. And they got to a good start last night. Yeah, they did. They did. They got the bats going. It was it was it was pleasant to see. It's just hopefully they keep it up on Saturday night with Degrom. Especially, it's went back to the old Degrom ways of the last two starts of him doing his own thing and uh, being able to be Degrom, but the offense not showing up. So, unfortunately, he got two losses back to back. Yeah, like like you guys mentioned, the pitching staff this weekend is the the aces. So, there's no reason why you know we shouldn't believe in the team. And again, it's let's face it, the Marlins are not a good baseball team. I don't care what Derek Jr. No, they says. They are a horrible baseball team. Um, and then who did you? Who are we playing after them? You said. So it's it's like after these six, it's Marlins, Nats, Marlins, Nats, Tigers. And then they get into a harder stretch. Like the, the they're Yankees going West Coast after somewhere. that. They're going to right, West, West Coast. Coast. That's what it is. They're going to West Coast. Padres and Dodgers. No, no, they played the Padres already. The Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Yeah. Right. So and Wilmer then they come Flora, back for the Yankees. The Wilmer Flores show. The Wilmer Flores show. No, they're coming back to, need... to host the Giants, host the Rockies, and then they're going to Yankee Stadium for two games. Uh, okay. So again, Giants not great. Diamondbacks are playing well, but, but they're not. Great. I'm not really sold. Not. Right. The like, Dodgers are obviously like, good. Like the Giants, the Giants, the D-back series are evenly matched because we're both we're as of right now we're the same team as these teams. Like we could be better, we could be worse. It's just like all right, what team decides to come out? We've seen the Mets suck 
and we have seen the Mets play good, uh, high potentially. Hopefully, we're we're better than them. Theoretically, we're better than them, but you know how that goes. Right. So really, the Dodgers in the next basically month, the Dodgers are the only tough team. Correct. Until yeah, for the rest of the month. Yeah, I agree with that. So May last year, June was the month that killed them. This year, May they gotta, you know, it's make or break. If they're still five hundred at the end of the month, it's not looking good. Listen, they. I know it's been Francesca saying it, but he's right. Callaway's on the hot seat. Like, and you know, we look at it as. Brody, we also look at the Brody aspect of it, and like the idea of bringing Brody in was intriguing to me. When I thought about it for a minute, and like I didn't just jump to this is a good idea, this is a bad idea. I jumped on the fact of he understands what players want, being an agent, being a former agent, so he could communicate with players a little bit. And then David Wright brought it up the other day. Him being an advisor is also big because he understands what a locker room needs. Like, he was talking about it in the San Diego. I watched a segment of him and Yelbs talking, and he said it. Like, 2006, they had, they were a team. It wasn't because Delgado and Beltran were there. It was because they just got all got along together. And that's what made them all special. And he said the past couple of, basically said the past couple of years, nobody got along. It was a divided locker room. You had, and Vin and I talked about it all the time. You had Reyes, Rosario, all the... Hispanic players hanging out, and then all the other guys hanging out. Right. It was it was Reyes and Cabby and Rosario and their crew, the pitchers, and then everybody else was just there. Yeah, basically. It wasn't really much of a team, and now we're seeing every guy's walking around with Alonzo Polar Bear shirts on. And Yeah, and... yeah this year's team seems more <laughs> co- cohesive. Right. You're, you see everybody has, like, everybody wants to help everybody, you know, it's been years. Was it? Wasn't it a couple of weeks ago? Like, the players came out and almost got into a fight, wasn't it? Like this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Someone got hit or something. I don't remember. Maybe it was the Winkler. No, it wasn't the Winkler thing. But anyway, no, it, was, it was the Phillies. Right. It was the Phillies. But like, we haven't seen the Mets all jump out of a, the dugout in a couple of years. As a right. Team. It was the Hoskins almost getting hit. Right. But the team the was coming out. The Mets came out after he got almost got hit. Right. Yeah. So like that alone is already a a, a change in not even the just a change in the culture. That's really what it is. Yeah. I mean, it stinks because when you think about it, you know, we we still have guys who are not producing on the team. Let's face it. You know, something's yeah. going on with Nemo. You know. He's not he's not playing Brandon Nimmo baseball. I think he's more hurt than he let on. Remember a couple weeks ago he got hit in the hand. I think I think that could be leading into something as well. I'll be honest with you. I I can see that also. Um as well as you The know. billion dollar question is about Lowry coming up uh Monday most likely. What what he's would happen coming, then? He's been having to come up for 2 weeks. But again, well, that, no. that's also the he New was... York Mets. That's a, again yeah. a New York Mets situation where oh he'll be he has a, a light strain, no big deal. It's been three months since you mentioned that. Yep. You're going yep. on three months. It's like Absolutely. Reyes and his hamstrings all over again. Oh, he'll be back next oh, yeah. week. 
Oh yeah. He'll be back next For week. Sure. He'll be back next week. But it should be interesting with the Mets. It's like I was telling Steve before with me going to Italy on Tuesday, the running joke I had at work was when I come back Memorial Day weekend, are the Mets still in the thick of things or is it another November to forget? And uh, hopefully, obviously, they're still in the thick of things. I will have Wi-Fi and at bat, so I will hopefully watch the games the next day after uh, after the uh, conclusion, since I'm going to be six hours ahead of everything. So it's going to be interesting. Um, a little off topic here: the Giants just signed um, Mike Lemers. Uh, yeah, our offensive line is officially rebuilt. Hopefully, he's his back injury isn't as bad as it was, but I'm liking the move. I just got that alert as well, so I didn't want to interrupt it, but I like it. He, um, I didn't, he did you to, see the numbers? To, uh, no numbers are out yet, just saying how he has basically on. Let's see, let's see what SMY has. Um, it just says offensive line now Nate Soldier, Will Hernandez, Hal Palo. Uh, Pulley. Or Pulley, yeah. Or Pulley. Uh, Zittler and Reimers will be the offensive line. Most likely be the offensive line next year. Yes, if it, if healthy, this is a very steady line with Barkley and uh, Eli. Some protection with Eli. Let's cook, baby. Um, but let's let's um let's see what he happens. Can, he can play inside and out. Which is huge. He he's been they've been saying his name for months. I guess right. his an uh, article from December. Yeah, he's been rumored for months. It's finally came to fruition. I guess he finally passed his uh, physical. Cut by Vikings due to failed physical. Yep, he had a he had a back injury. Yeah, he might have had surgery. That's why. After two years on the five year thirty million dollar deal. Mhm. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, there is another New York team, and and they're plugging away. They're they're simply plugging away as well. Uh, they won last night uh, against the Rays. They're slowly coming back with the it's it's the same thing every night right same thing every night um you gotta you just gotta give them credit and the rate and the red sox are coming back as well they're coming back with the vengeance as well so yankees are staying they're just swimming and they're just keeping at pace with everybody in the division and that's all you can ask for with these guys um yeah, sooner or later it's gonna crap out with these guys, but it hasn't for a month. So let's see what happens. Yeah, but how long can these guys keep it up? Who the hell is this third baseman? Geo, Geo, who the hell is this guy? Geo, this guy popped up out of the world, out of the ground from Little Mermaid, and just decided <laughs> to play third base. <laughs> Ursula decided to create somebody in third base and play for them. I don't know, and. This is insane. It's absolutely insane. And, I mean, they said with DDs, like, probably a couple, about a month away now. I, if They can't we'll keep us up all season, but, I mean. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with DD, though. And Cameron Mabin's becoming a hometown hero, and the guy's going to be cut as soon as all the outfielders are back. Right. I, so. I wouldn't. I would, I would send Talkman back down, and I know at least Maben's going to be a good outfielder once and someone will go back down to being hurt. Yeah, but I here's def- the thing. Your, your outfield is... Oh, well, yeah, he's eventually going to have to get cut, but I would, I would keep if him... If they're all healthy, Fraser's on fire. You can't cut him. At, you can't send him back down at this point. 
If you do, it, you have to trade him. If you're, if anything with Frazier, you have to trade him. He's the Yankees' Dom Smith. He's the Yankee Dom Smith. You can't, you can't keep sending him up and down. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, then you have you have Judge and Stan, Stan's your DH, right? Judge is gonna play. Gardner costs too much to cut him. I guess it's and Gardner's a lot. But, you're, guy but you, yeah, you're not cutting Gardner. There's no shot you're cutting you Gardner. Gardner. Just for the locker room guy. He's a yeah. You're not cutting Gardner. And they just and they obviously gave Hicks an extension, so he's not going anywhere. No. Who yeah. was supposed to play nine innings the other night and only ended up playing seven? It's, but he put he had four at bats with two walks, one over over two with two walks. It's just weird. Like Miguel and Duhart really can't play third base. Like he no, either but, has to. But he you was gotta the give worst. He was bad, but you got to give him some time. And right now, until until Urshela, he's running a hot streak right now. You know, sooner or later, Urshela is gonna really. You gotta realize that eventually, Ursula, Ursula whatever the hell his name is, is... <laughs> I'm calling, yeah, I'm I calling him. Urshela. I'm calling him Ursula. He's Ursula. He's gonna he's gonna be wearing a big purple suit one day, and yeah. Anyway, but you know, him and DJ Lemayo eventually gonna. Well, no, 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 no. I yourself. think DJ LeMayo is Yeah, good. but DJ LeMayo is a solid bench player. No, he's no, gonna... he's not. See, that's, see, that's nonsense. You know that's not true. He's not going to hit 370. But he hits 300. Come on. Come on. I'm see, not you're DJ being LeMayo. disrespectful now. I'm not a DJ LeMayo guy. I know that. He hit, up he's a 300 three. hitter in Colorado. I'm sorry. That's, that was always my biggest fear. Not only does Colorado obviously help power hitters, but they have huge gaps, and he's a line drive hitter, so a lot of things fell. The guy's a but career two ninety nine guy. If he hit, listen, if he hits three twenty, I'll shut my mouth. But I, well, I I think you're gonna have to shut your mouth. I'm gonna I'm, I'm 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 gonna be on this one. Okay. I I I, I agree. The whole run carrying the Yankees offense the last month and a half. Yeah, but I think. If he hits for, for the Rockies, he for the Rockies in seven years he was a career. Where'd it go? Uh, it was a career two ninety nine hitter. For, he's a good hitter. I'm not saying he's not. I'm. <coughs> you're saying you said he's been carrying the offense. That's not gonna last. Is kind of is what. I'm oh saying. no no no! But he's gonna be the guy leading off and everything like that. He's exactly what the Yankees need, though. Is he, he though? Yes, he is. He's the only guy that will hit. He's okay, the only but, guy that, you know that he's not going to hit bombs. He's the only guy that's going to get on base for everybody else. But again, we're talking <coughs> about when they're fully healthy. You have to play Torres. You have to play Didi. But I'm now, not expecting. I'm not expecting Didi to come back. I okay. Well, then there's the that's the thing. When if they're if, both, if, if Torres and Didi <coughs> are healthy, oh, he, when there's no spot for him. I mean, he could play yeah. third base, but you get they want to play Andujar. Yeah, but but see, this is this like I said last week. I really think Stan's a guy that needs to play every day in the field. They have a lot of options. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, the Yankees are fine. <laughs> they have a lot of debt. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, they do. And that's what you need. Uh, Hold on. That's about it with the Yankees. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to find DJ LeMayu's numbers. That is not your phone wire, Vincent. <laughs> then just grabbing things. 
Um, yeah. Um, but they have to get they Yankees need to get healthier pitching. Oh yeah. Point. Like, let's face it, they're playing. They're not exactly playing offensive juggernauts. The, well, that's another thing, and I, I mean, the American League sticks. To be completely <laughs> honest, like everybody besides. The Astros and Red Sox and Yankees just gave up. Like, the Indians basically got worse. The Twins, I mean, the Twins are the only, really the only per- people that are trying outside of those three teams. <laughs> and the Rays. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, but the Rays... <laughs> Let's face it, the Rays... They have so. their limitations, is what I'm saying. Right. The Rays are good, and the A's are good. So that's, like, six teams. It, it's just The Twins are four and a half up in that division? I know. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> Twins have been playing red hot, bro. Um... I mean, the Indians are a 500 team. Let's face it. They've always been a... Well, I mean, they won 90 games last year, but they traded they traded him with Edwin Encarnacion and replaced him with Carlos Santana. That's a worse player. I mean, that's just what it is. Yep. Yeah. You're not... You're, you didn't exactly improve your team. But that was the, let's get the old hometown, hometown guy come back and see what happens. We make one year out of it. Obviously, those, that shit never works, but they had to try to do it. They're also going to turn into, you know, eventually that division. Um, that division is going to start stepping up soon. That's my opinion. Yeah, they'll wake up sooner or later. Uh, I think eventually months. the Indians will turn it around. And, the, and then the Kluber injuries hurt to, hurt them as well. Right. Um, twins, I can't name five guys on that team. They signed Marlon Gonzalez. Marlon name, Gonzalez. Name, name four others. Byron Without Bro- looking it up. Byron Broxton, uh, El- Elderizzi, um, Luis Castillo, the Castillo. Okay, yeah. never mind. I don't um, even know what team the guy plays for. Wait, um, um, Eddie Rosario. Bartolo. Yeah. What's Bartolo Jr.? He's not there. And what's that guy? Bartolo Jr. The guy who looks like Bartolo, right. the catcher. Uh, Will, the catcher, uh, Ostadio. <laughs> Willens Ostadio. Oh, that... That's the one thing I want to say before we uh, end this segment. What is with everybody hating on the Mets this year? Like, opposing players hating on us this year. What? I, I, we didn't really get into this. The fact that Jacob Rame got almost got into a fight with somebody is ridiculous. <laughs> like, that was the most ridiculous thing ever. And I don't know, Jesse Winker, I, it, it kind of got missed. But I'm pretty sure in the month, so he caught made that catch in the Wednesday night game. And the way and whatever. He did it in the Monday night game, too, I think. The no, he did. The Monday no. night game. Yes, I, I saw it because I was there. He was waving. He yeah. raved running after because he, he got the final out. Right. And he and started waving. Noticed. And then he I, did it Monday again. I noticed. And then right. when he was waving when he was rounding home for the home run as well. I, I don't what is this? I mean, I don't he know did what the... Jesse Winker's problem is. <laughs> And then, then the the uh, Marlins pitcher, the I mean the Padres pitcher, who should have been a Marlin man, another Marlin wonder, wonderful Marlins trade. Yeah, they they were showing they showed the graphic last night that they had him, they had Luis Castillo from the Reds, and they had two other guys that are pitching well in the majors. Yeah, I, the panic thing was weird because it's like he it seemed like he was just using that to motivate himself. Yeah, it wasn't like Pete was like bragging about the award. He was just like, I don't know, you know, I want to win the year award. And he's like, okay, so go ahead and do it. Like, what, what's the big deal? And then when he struck him out, he, I was like, what oh, are you he was doing? So nuts. I was like, all right, congrats, bro. Somebody, somebody was, wrote it. Somebody wrote it. They're like, 
Oh, great. Yeah, let's celebrate those fourth-inning strikeouts, everybody. Yeah. Like, nobody was on base. And then he was furious when Pete hit the home run. If it oh, was, yeah. was furious. If, I'll give him this. If it was bases loaded and two out in the sixth oh. inning. Oh, yeah, of course. The pump situation... your fist if you strike out Pete Alonso. But also, the, situ- like... the situation didn't call for it. Right. The, the la- in, the, in the seventh inning, I think it was the seventh or eighth inning, he walked. Um, McNeil, McNeil got on base, and Alonzo was a tying run, and they took him out. Uh, if, I, if I'm him, I'm like, no, I want this guy. Like, this is the spot right here. He's the tying run at the plate. It was the seventh or eighth inning. I, that was that whole thing was weird. Right, the whole entire situation was weird, and then Alonzo hitting it, you just see his face like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a problem. Again, the Padres. Who knew the Padres had a decent team? Or was or were we just playing that bad? It was both. I think it was a little bit more calm, There was no offense on the road trip. Their team is not terrible. Like, Eric Hosmer is pretty good. Obviously, Machado. Tatis is hurt, but when he's healthy, he's fine. I'm I'm shocked that the Dodgers are the team in that division. (laughs) I mean, I mean, it's more of like I'm not used to them being on top of the division at this point in the season. They usually still. (laughs) They usually let everybody else get ahead, and then there's. At the end of the year, come back. Well, they've been in the World Series two straight years now. They used, they're tired. Right, because yeah. they have to put effort into it. Now they're going to be rested. They won't even make the World Series. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Ah! Fools and good deeds go on Welcome back to episode 228 of the SD Podcast Show. Steven and Vin are here. Danny had to go to the Met game. Hopefully he'll see a win, unless Vin took all the runs. I tend to do that sometimes. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, Jake's pitching, so and it's weird because it's nice weather, and Jake doesn't pitch in anything that's nice weather anymore. It only rains when Jake pitches. Right. And they obviously never score with Jake Pitchers, so this should be interesting. <laughs> this should be interesting. Let's be playing the Marlins. Who's pitching for them? <laughs> Fun I, fact. Honestly, I could only name one pitcher on their team. That's more pitchers than I can name. Jose Urena. Okay. That, the crazy yeah. guy. Yeah, the crazy guy. That's all I know. And No, Sandy Alcantara is pitching today. Okay, I've heard of him too. Who the hell is that guy? I've heard of him. He pitched against them once before. I'm pretty sure that they beat him. But his name is Sandy Alcantara, and it's a weird name. You know, I had a problem when the Mets played 16 innings a couple weeks ago. Okay. Major problem. So, they said that it was, like, the first time that they've hit, like, the 15th inning in, like, 20 years or something. It was weird. But then I started thinking, like, didn't Travis Homer in the 16th inning in Miami, like, we cut him so we don't talk about him anymore? Like, we wiped him from history? Right. Oh, okay. So he's no longer part of the history. Correct. I don't know why, because they definitely had that game. And then, do you remember we were coming home from, the day we came home from Binghamton, they played, like, a 20-inning game against the Cardinals? Yes. And I think, wasn't Pelfrey pitching? And like No, Pelfrey wasn't. That was another game. That was... But that happened too. They went like twenty. And didn't 20. he start the next day too, or a couple of days later? He, yeah. Yeah. Right. The Pelfer game was a while ago. <laughs> this game, I, I just I remember driving home from Binghamton, and somehow they were playing twenty innings against the Cardinals. And we listened to all twenty innings. 
on record. Of course we did. Because why wouldn't we? We don't have anything else to do. Uh, Dom Smith is starting tomorrow for them. Caleb Smith. 3-0 and with a 2-11 ERA. He's actually been pretty good. So they can pitch, they just can't. I only know them because of MLB The Show. That's really <laughs> the only reason I know the people's names. Boston has their famous 2BD pitching tomorrow, by the way. He's good. <laughs> Chris Hale finally started pitching for them. It's about time. Yes, finally. My fantasy team thanks you for finally starting to um, be a professional baseball player. Stupid Corey Kluber. Um, anyway, the NHL playoffs conference finals have started. Um, Boston's a good team. <laughs> they are. are they- I would, uh, you know what? I wouldn't even say that they're a good team. They're a pushy team. They know what you can get away with in the playoffs better than anybody else. Right. They're going to push you around as far as you can go. Right. I, now, Carolina can push back a little bit. I was impressed with Carolina from what I saw of them. Until like, 15, until like five minutes left in the game. Right. And analytics need to go away because pulling the goalie with three minutes left in the game really helped a lot. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the pulling the goalie stuff, I mean... It's analytics. It is. It's, it's analytics. Brendan Burke it, said, analytics says... This is, I, it's the same exact thing as going for two when you score being down 14. <laughs> that, like, the analytics say at some, you're going to make one of the two-point conversions. Yeah, I get that, but I still don't Yeah, but if you're, down, if you're down 14, you just need two field... Two. Well, no, they're saying, the, the, the point is, if you, if you score, you're down 14, you score, and you go for two when you get it, then you could just kick the extra point next time and win. And if you miss it, the odds are you're going to make the next one. I de- see. I, <laughs> that makes no sense. I don't care what I'm doing. I'm, kicking, <laughs> I'm taking an extra point, and I'm going to march on the field again, score another touchdown, and kick another extra point. I'm going right. to overtime. That's what I'm doing. But <laughs> the, again, the analytics say. So, so when I go for it the first time, and it gets picked off for a two-point conversion going the other way, the other thing. Now, now, now I'm just screwed because or, now I'm down... Ten points. <laughs> I understand analytics. Like, right. Like I said, analytics say you're going to make one of the two. If I'm down 14 points, I'm probably not doing that great. So I'm going to take my chances on two more plays, and I don't have to try. <laughs> well, in all fairness, you can't even, have teams can't make extra points anymore. Well, that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Extra points are not as automatic. I found it interesting, going back to the Carolina Boston series, that Mrazek played. Yeah, so did I. I the other cool. guy, in all fairness, he's not good, the other guy. Let's face facts, but he was on a streak that I would have played him. Yeah, I would. I I'd be shocked if they don't go back to him for game two. If well, the, the thing was, Morazic got hurt. And okay, great. Okay, fine. And he played really well. I thought. Right, but here's the thing. I get Morazic got hurt, and you're gonna and you brought your other goalie in, but why would you go it, now that Morazic came back and lost? How do you... Because, in all fairness to Mrazek, it was 3-2 when they pulled him. Right? When they were down 2, maybe, when they pulled him? In the Islander game? No, in the, in the game 1. Yeah. It was 3-2 when they pulled him. Right. So, you can't blame him for the empty net goal. Right. But then, 20 seconds later, he gave up a really bad goal. Right. So... He didn't play well. I, I wouldn't... If they lose the next game and he's not good, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go back. Because they... It was very much a split... Similar to the Islanders, they did split time or like during the year. Yeah. yeah, 
This Mrazek isn't good. No, he's not. Neither of them are good. Neither, neither of them are actually good. No. But again, they're playing well. They're playing good enough. Right. It's you know what the advantage they have is Justin Williams. I think yeah. could be one of the most underappreciated players in the league. He always comes up big. He's well, always not just game sevens, just in general. Sure, sure. He's big. just a great person in general. Right. Like you saw it on those capital teams before, like the year before they won the cup. Mm. The years before they won the cup when he was there. They always got deep playoff runs because of him. Obviously it, the Kings teams. It was actually really funny when he, um, they asked him about Barry Trotz. Mm-hmm. And he said, he goes, yeah, we have a great relationship. You know, whenever I see him calling, I always pick up the phone. I am kind of mad at him that he waited till I left Washington to win a cup. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he did, like, he's a, he's a generally fun human being to have in your locker room. Yeah. And, again, that experience. He's got what? Like three cups? Maybe? Maybe more? I, um, he's got at least one, he's right? He's got two, I think. I think he was on... The Kings won two cups. He, I, I think he was he on was Carolina's on, team. Oh, he might have been Carolina's first team. You're right. So he might have three cups. I'm pretty sure he was on Carolina's first team because he's played on them twice. Um, 2004, he signed with the Hurricanes uh, and then signed an extension. Stanley Cup parade... He was on multiple Kings Cup teams. Right. He was on both. The, the Kings won two cups. He, I think he was on both those right. teams. Right. He was on both of them. It doesn't say. What year did they win the Eastern Conference Finals quarterfinal? 2006. I think so. The NHL did not suspend Williams for Ragnar, which allowed him to participate in the playoffs. Final goal of the 2016, 2006 Stanley Cup Finals. So he won empty netter with uh, Game 7 with a minute left in the game. So he sealed Game Seven. He sealed Game Seven. So he won that cup, and then he won two with the Kings. Yeah, three cups. Yeah. Plus, and he started the whole storm surge thing this year, which brought their team together. Even and obviously um, got them some hate, and brought the fan base together with a bunch of jerks stuff, which I actually thought. Which I thought honestly, and it's like, and like you saw that they were like he came out again, Don Cherry, and was like. Oh, well, they're bandwagoners. Right, now they're yeah. all bandwagoners because he made an announcement and this was what happened. But, like, no. Well, I don't think he's technically wrong to go with a bandwagon. Like, they, I mean, it's just like any team, though. When you're bad, people don't show up. And when you're good, they show up. They say, that's not a bandwagon. That's just how, how you know, money Life works. works. It's yeah, how, how life works. works. Yeah. You, know, you know, if we're going to zumps, we're not, we're not going to the games. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, there are a bunch of idiots like us that go to Met games even though they slept all the time. You know? Right, but we go for specific reasons. <laughs> right, we like going to the, the right. games. There are plenty of fans we that... We usually go for pitching matches. Right. And it's just like, when it comes to hockey, like, I get it. Hockey's an expensive sport, let's face facts. Sure. Right? Team gets better, tickets go up in price, people now want to go, it's going to cost more. Granted, they were having good attendance most of the year. They weren't, like, the worst team in attendance, but they weren't, like, a top-tier attendance. They were, like, right in the middle. And then they, from January 1st on, they were the best team in the league. They were. And... It's continued. I don't think they're going to beat Boston, though, to be honest. That, that, we said this from the beginning with the Islanders, Boston was the toughest team oh, in the playoffs. Yep. That was the biggest threat. Every other team the Islanders could beat. Yeah. Boston was the even only Tampa. team. Even Tampa. Yeah. Or they could have at least gotten head-to-head with Tampa. Right. Oh, you know, it might couldn't have even go ahead. Like, it might have ended up like the Hurricane series, but it would have. They would have been close games, like right. the Hurricane series was. Um, the fact of the matter is that the Hurricanes just beat us. Yeah. And Carver said it the best. 
on his end of the year special that he had this week on the LC podcast. I haven't, I haven't, has it got to listen? I, I started listening to it finally on May 11th, a week later. Yeah, I was <laughs> I, I, I had to give it some time. So, um, he said it the best. It was basically the Islanders against Pittsburgh. Every time Pittsburgh got momentum, the Islanders fought back. The Islanders killed the momentum right away. Right. It was the same thing. We scored the goal in game four to start off the game within the first five minutes. Bad, stupid penalty. They score. You know, if we stop them from scoring on that penalty, who knows what happens in game four, exactly. right? They scored two quick goals to start the third period of game and one or two. Of, of game, game two, two right. After the Devon Tays, the puck gets kicked in right. and got called back. Right. So, again, another thing. Game one, we're up one nothing. if they don't they, call. They right. Stupid penalties. Which was, ended up being a goal in the... Right. Boston series. The Boston, it wasn't the same thing, and they called it a goal. Yeah. So who knows? You know, you know. Game one. Let's face it. The Islanders lost on a bad bounce. Yeah. Carolina just shot it off the wall. It got right to Stoll, and that was empty. That he was put it in. Who, of course, again, another veteran guy on a team. Right. That who's been there. Who's been there? I think multiple cups. I don't think Eric Stoll has multiple. That's not Eric Stoll. That's Jordan. Jordan. That's right. He was on one of those Pittsburgh teams. Right, 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 right. At least one of them he was on. Yeah, he was definitely on. Oh, that's not going to help me. It should be on his Wikipedia page. That's what I was going on his Wikipedia page. It doesn't say it. It used to say it on, like, the side. Well, that's dumb. Oh, he was on the team from 2006 to 2012. So, he won. Only one they won. They won the 0-9-1. 0-9. Stall and the Penguins won the Stanley Cup. Missed the first month. Yeah, and then but he again, w- and then he like- went and then he went straight to Carolina. So he's been there ever since, right? But again, right, because they were trying to get the three of them on the same team. Right, but Carolina again, kept that's trying to push. A guy, you said 2006, he was in the Penguins. That's this has been like almost 15 years now. Right, like Justin Falk is a veteran guy on that team. Mm-hmm. But, you know, why does it say Eric Stall's on this team? Wild. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Mark, does Mark still play? Mark's a Yan- uh, Ranger. I was Rangers? gonna say Yankees, but he's a Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know he changed sports. Right. Yeah. To the other thing we don't like. Right. Um. You know, we still sort of called up Aho, so we can have the Aho Aho matchup. We definitely. <laughs> um, what do you think about the Western series? I'm excited for that series. Yeah. Two teams that have never won a cup. Oh, no, St. Louis has won. St. Louis has won in their lifetime. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. They won one of the St. Louis Blues Cups. I don't know if they have. Yeah. Um, they won a Stanley Cup. What year was it, though? Oh, no. They actually have zero. Yeah. They have zero. So both teams don't have a cup. Um... I want Joe Thornton to get a cup. Me too. <laughs> I, ideally, the Sharks win the cup. That's my... I want... Or one of the Western Cups. You know what would be super interesting? Thornton winning the cup in Boston. Yes. It would definitely <laughs> would be. That would be something to watch. Yep. Who's the home seat in the, in the finals this year? Uh, or do they do it based on I points? they do it based on points. That's right. Because they said that if Boston got eliminated and the Islanders went to the cup, they would have hosted game one. Right, because the Islanders technically had less points than Boston, so they would have been the road team in a in the conference finals. Right, but if they won it, 
they had the most points left in the playoffs, no, they would have been yeah. the number one seed. Yeah. So I, Boston was most likely going to be the. I'm pretty sure they do it by points. Right. And it's a little stand Um. Yeah. It's definitely by points. So yeah, I. I think that's the best story, personally. I th- um, I thought the St. Louis. Well, how they just beat? Um. They beat. No, San Jose beat Colorado. They beat Dallas. Was one of the best game sevens we've ever seen. Oh yes, the, <laughs> right. The, Nobody was scoring in that game. No, they scored early and that was it. The Ben Bishop standing on his head game. Right. Yeah. And if Ben Bishop, if you watch the the goal that goes in, he tried to duck knowing it was behind him, so it went right. over him. He was just he ducked after he got hit with it. He got it hit the post, so he tried to like Ducks. lay on it. Yeah. No, he tried to duck. If you watch, he goes and tries to like ninja turtle his head into the pants. Yeah. To try and get his head out of the way so the puck would go back over and actually hit him in the back of the neck before he even and moved went yeah. and went straight down. What's his name was right there and just put the puck in the net. Yeah, there's nothing. He's nothing he could have done there, right? and he played fantastically. He had like 87 saves. Yeah, so- <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that were the number. Um, San Jose has 101. Boston has 107. So if Han- San Jose is the higher seed against St. Louis, so automatically... Right. But if, it, if it's Boston, they'll host. If it's Carolina and St. Louis, they both have 99 points. Who hosts? <laughs> I break your, I guess, who the regu- Neutral stadium. Regulation just, overtime we're, we're just going to play at seven different arenas. Yeah, just take across. <laughs> Just move across the country. Right, yeah. Um, I think the... Well, I said I, I said I said it, but I think the Thornton-Boston thing is kind of, like, over. I just No, want, no, it was it's definitely over, but I just I think I just want that, him to win a cup. I want him to win a cup. It has nothing to do with him beating Boston. Right. I just think if he wins it and it ends up in Boston where he wins it, you retire. Right. You're, you're in the sunset. You're 40 years old. That's, that's your career. Right. Your this career is, is over. If they win, I mean, I think he's done either way. But it's interesting to it. see because Chara resigned. He's going to be 43. I know. I, I, Chara's going to be 43. He might stick around even if they win. He's, he's Chara's sticking around. He just re-signed the contract. Know, he could still retire. He could. He's I don't. just crazy. He's six foot nine and better than everybody. And like, that, I, He's being that big. He doesn't have to be fast anymore. He doesn't have to be that skilled anymore. And the thing is, he doesn't even have to shoot the puck anymore. It's interesting because the biggest thing Boston always did every year was your first power play unit had him standing in front of that. You can't see anything. And now they don't even do that anymore. That's where they're at. He doesn't get used as much. He doesn't have the energy, he doesn't have the foot speed anymore. Which is, but he'll still play 30 minutes a game. Well, yeah, in the big big games, yeah. Right. He's going to play 30 minutes a game. It's going to be very interesting to see the Islander offseason when it comes to the defenseman. I think... Like, I said this last week, I think Nick Letty's gone. Because you got to think, Pulak, Taze is your 1-2 one, one, guy next year. I don't know. I'm not sure they'll change, split the pairings up the, from the way they had this year. But they're the top two guys. They're the top two. Boychuk's a, thir- a, th- a third guy. Right. Mayfield jumps into the top four. Right. Like I said, I think... Mayfield, they- after this year, should jump into the top Should jump into the top four. Hickey's the odd man out again. Unfortunately. Hickey's going to be the odd man out. I could see a mutual agreement to release him. Or they may... He's young enough. You need a seventh defenseman. Yeah, but he's also young enough. You have a lot of defensemen in in Bridgeport. 
You have Aho down there. Right. You got you got a bunch of guys. You may call a couple of teams those like two weeks that you have before the draft and be like, hey, let's here he is. We just want a fifth. Yeah. Give like give that. me a fifth. Give me a fourth, or give me give me something. Give me a, a fifth and a seventh next year that can turn into a fourth if he plays a certain amount of games. Right. Something like that. I, I think they like I said. I think they keep the pairings together so Taze stays with. Um, Mayfield and Pelic stays with Bullock, and I think they just those are your top two pairs now. Right, and then, and then Boy Chuck and and Aho, maybe or, Sebastian Aho, right? Sebastian Aho, or if you keep Letty around, you keep Letty around. I mean, right, it's fine. If they, you keep Letty around, then you're looking at you're gonna put Letty's gonna be on your top pairing, at least to start. Honestly, thing. you may not even rank them pairings. That's the thing. But that's the thing. Minutes wise, as it went on, like into the playoffs, they were playing the least amount of minutes. The Boy Chuck Letty, well, man, Boy Chuck was out, but. Letty's pairing with Hickey was playing the least amount of minutes. Right. In as we even went into the Penguin series, like Pelic Pulak got the Crosby line. Right, right, and right. Taze well, and they look. Well, they did the right thing. They looked at it as who can play defense. Right. And Pelic and Pulak shot. Which, by the way, I if you told me th- two years ago that Pulak would be a defensive player, defensive defenseman. Yeah. I I would have told you laughed at you and told you go f yourself. Right. Like right. get lost. He has improved greatly. And the offense is still there. The shot's still there, and he still jumps into the play. But, but you know what it is, is we under the old system, you, he didn't get a chance to play defense. Right. It was every chance you get, Go. jump up. Go. Every chance you get, shoot the puck. Every chance you have, play offense. Offense, offense, offense. Which, ideally, when we took when hiring Barry Trotz, turned everything around into defense wins the championship. Defense is going to get us to the second round. And you know what was interesting to say? Also on that... On the podcast, on Honesty Podcast. Took 23 years to make it to the second round. Right. They did twice in four years now. Yeah. Twice in three years, ideally, right? No. Four. No, it's three. First year at Barkley. Right. Second year was the last year. No, second year that they missed the playoffs just barely. Oh, and then last year. JT got hurt, and then last year. Right. So twice in four years. Um, Twice in four years, they went over to they got to the second round, yeah. which, like Carver said on the show, not a lot of franchises can say that. Right, and it's the same core; it's the same people, minus one guy. Right, which is exactly why you'll be reading about the SNDblog.com <laughs> and me thanking him for leaving because yeah. it turned it into a team. And it's no longer John Tavares and the <clears throat> New York Islanders; it's the New York Islanders are coming to them. Yes, you heard the name Matt Barzell because, let's face it, he yeah, is... because you have to say somebody. You gotta have somebody to promote on the team. But... But, at the end of the day, like, next year, I'm gonna tell you right now, you sign Le- you sign Lee, it's gonna be Anders Lee and the Islanders. He's gonna be the guy you're gonna be watching. I, I get... Or, or if they go out and they sign Panera or, um... Who's the other? Duchesne. Duchesne. I, I get it was, like, a team thing, but I can't help but think how they would have done if they had him. They, they, I have no doubt in my mind, they would have been, well, I mean, I'm going to say they would have been better than Tampa. They would have won the Metro going away. The you can't he, under, you can't underestimate. He's, you guarantee, you're, he's a lock for 30 more goals. Yeah. That's and ideally what it is. The way Brock Nelson played, you, now that guy's your third line center. I, I mean. Yeah, but does Brock Nelson play that way if he's, well, if he, JT is around? The numbers won't be there, but the way he actually played on the ice. I would assume would be there. I, it's that's the only thing I that 
has me uh, thinking that way. But I am also going to say this. If Panarin and if Duchesne runs to Nashville. Which is expected. Which is expected. And Panarin runs to money. <clears throat> Probably Florida because Quinville's there. Quinville's there. No income tax. Right. Nice area. Nice area. <laughs> he can retire there like they all do. Correct. Be a good time. Anyway. Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner, yeah. The fact that he hasn't signed in Buffalo yet is the most intriguing thing of right now. Nobody wants to be in Buffalo. That's the thing. So I don't think that he can, he's going to stay there. But would you want to be in Buffalo? If Skinner comes, is Brock, is Brock officially gone? No. Because Skinner's a winger, so Everly would be gone. Okay, fine. That's, which is fine. Listen, here's the biggest thing, and again, a credit to Carver for saying it. If Everlay doesn't have either a contract or a phone call on July 1st, he's signing by 2 o'clock on July 1st. By 2 o'clock p.m. on July 1st, someone's going to already have offered him money, and he's going to say, let's go. I haven't heard from the Islanders. Unless there's a negotiation involved, he's walking. I'm interested to see, excuse me, with Everlay, because he's one of the rare guys, I think, in the league that is correctly paid. He is, right now his cap hit was $6 million last year. He's a $6 million winger. That To me, that's a perfect spot for him. So, he's going to get, I mean, he might not get a raise. He, I think he's going to stay roughly where he is, maybe six and a half. He's the second highest paid player on the team. Right. 12th right winger and 72nd overall. He made $6 million last year. Right. I, I, he probably, he didn't have a great regular season, but I think his Penguin series at least gets him... You know, six and a half ish. Somebody overpays, maybe seven. This guy's made thirty-eight million dollars in his career. I, to me, the biggest thing in the, with our offseason is if you're gonna lose those guys. So you're Brock and Everly are the two men. I think Leonard's coming back and Lee's coming back. I'm, I'm assuming those two are back. If you're gonna lose those guys, you have to upgrade on them as well as upgrade the rest of the roster. So that's why I think letting them walk is the is a better like if you just bring them back and it's right. the same team you still have to upgrade the team. Upgrading Eberly is an upgrade. Is it? It's a Skinner is an upgrade on Eberly. Right. And as you know, it makes the team better. That first line of Lee, Barzi, and Skinner would be insane. Wonderful. Lee stands in front of the net. Barzell and Skinner, Skinner just skate around right. in circles. Exactly. That's a hundred goal line. Right. And that, now, that's a that's a. 60 point minimum each. 60 point each. Right. Yeah, each guy. And then, I mean, then you'd have to replace Brock. I don't. I it's would, not difficult to replace a third line center. But what, what is. the second line center on, on this team. That's the thing. Right. But. This is where trading Letty comes in. This is where trading Letty comes in. Right. Personally. Um, I was looking at our depth chart a little bit. Oh my God, where, where'd it go? It was here. Because. And also, like, honestly. Another valued guy is Val. Right. Who's also a free agent. Only signed him for one year. Well, yeah, I I don't think he comes back. Well, we got one more year also of a full no trade clause out of Lad. More importantly, we still have Russ Johnson on the team. 
Just one more year left? No, there's multiple Well, years. there's multiple years left, but he has a full no-trade clause. Next season, he has a modified no-trade clause. Oh, okay. So he could pick whatever he wants. Right. Then there's probably like a certain amount. Well, he's not. I mean, I, I think you're buying him out, if anything. Buy out this contract. But uh, watch. It doesn't okay. do anything to the cap. At age 33, buyout will be two-thirds of remaining salary. Cap hit stays at five and a half. Right. Because most of the contract is bonuses. So you're just you're you know what I nothing. You know what's super interesting about the NHL? And I want to bring this up to somebody like Carver or Compton type of thing. Why are there no options like the MLB? Like fifth-year options or whatever, like third-year options or things like that. Why do not? Why I feel like more sports should do that. I guess they didn't collectively bargain it. Right, that could be something that could be a team or a player option. They never instead of having these buyouts, just have like a collective agreement buyout. You know, hey, we're gonna pay you X, Y, of Z to not hurt our cap hit. Right, and you're gone. I don't know why options aren't a big because they're not really. I mean, no, oh, Val had a basketball. There are a thing because they have. You can opt out after one year. Tanner Fritz is an unrestricted free agent. Tanner Fritz, him too. <laughs> I mean, now we're getting a little much. Um, Brock Anders, they have Anders Lee ranked as a center here. Um, okay, well he's not. <laughs> well, then again, everybody took faceoffs. I think I saw Ross Johnson take a faceoff this year. So, um, if they're buying anybody out, it's Cal. This, this guy, this he, guy, this guy, this guy is gonna be. be. Yeah, he, <laughs> he might him. be. That, he may know, never be able to move. I don't think they're buying him out. That's a long-term injured reserve thing where his cap hit goes away because he's on LTIR and he just never plays again. Um, again, Carver like, said it. Cool. Carver said it. He's he's gone as soon as he has surgery. He's gone until at least December. Yeah, minimum December. So, and honestly, he is a locker room guy, so I wouldn't be shocked to just be like, all right, we'll just use like Keith Bellows on the third line right till then. You know, and be like, and reevaluate come end of November. Right. Where are we? He could be done for his career. Right. You're still paying DPHO, by the way. How much? Doesn't say. Eh. Um. And of course, you have all the minor league guys. Thomas Kuhnock also free agent, also. I mean, that's a lot of depth to (laughs) replace. I mean, uh, that's. There's 16 guys signed right now for 2019. That's it? 16 guys signed for 2019. Lad, Bailey, Martin, Ross Johnson, uh, Casey, Leo, Barzi, Cal, Boychuk, Letty, Hickey, Pulak, Pellick, Mayfield, Taze. So the whole defense is set. That's just, you're just filling in. And Grice. Right. See, the thing is, you know, Taze is an RFA two years. So you could wait till mid season and you could give him a contract. Barzi may be the guy you gotta give a contract this year to. I yeah. I think he becomes a restricted free agent after next year. Right, he's got one more year at his first first round money. Right, and then you gotta pay him then you're paying him. Next offseason. Correct. Um the NBA finals are born. <laughs> now the Warriors won. I mean, <laughs> it's over. The, the Rockers, the, the Rockers, the Rockets <laughs> couldn't beat them without KD. I, just, In all fairness, um, Seth Curry, you know, but that's, Seth Curry single-handedly had the same amount of points as they did in the fourth quarter. <laughs> he's the best. He's the best shooter in the league. Well, yeah, he's one of the best shooters ever. 
Stephen A. Smith says they're both coming. Tuesday is the biggest day in Nick history. If the Knicks end up winning this lottery, and on July 1st they announce contracts with Kyrie and KD. I don't want Kyrie. Personally. If you're giving me a choice, I don't know if they're, you know, this is a lot of this is backdoor dealing and stuff like that. I'd rather Kemba Walker and KD. And then you get Zion. Give me, give me Kemba and... Uh... And KD and Zion. I think Kyrie is like... I'm, the way this whole Boston thing went down, it turned me off. He was in, he was out. He was good, he was bad. I mean, they, they seemed to play better without him. Ooh, Goran Dracket is a free agent too, point guard. Get from Miami. I'd rather, like I said, Kemba. Give me, Kemba. give, give me a, a Kemba starting with Rajon off the bench, point guard, because Rajon won't cost anything. Is he, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. Lakers paid him nine million dollars last year. Wow. So. Well, that's the thing. Once you get. What is this bird and early bird thing? That's the Larry Bird rights, like um, keeping people and stuff like that. Okay, well, Kemba's got a bird, and Rondo's right. got a non-bird, and Collision's got an early bird, and <laughs> Rondo uh, <laughs> Kemba has a bird. So the what is it? Team? He's not on the. I keep thinking he's on the Thunder. Where is he's he? Charlotte. He's they a... could they could pay him more and go over their cap to keep him. Right. But um, I I would once you get. Let's say KD. So KD's the first guy that's got to, you know, that first domino has to fall. He comes and they win the lottery. Then you'll start getting uh, Ray Allen. Worry about Tuesday. Right. Worry about Tuesday and then you can worry about the rest of it. Right. But once, like I said, you win a draft lottery, that's the first thing. You get KD and then you get the guys on veteran minimums, the Ray Allen types on on veteran minimums to, to come off the bench, you know, Andre Godala, that kind of thing. To, to fill out the rest of the roster because they they want to be here. If like I said, KD comes and they get Zion, they're the favorites in the East. Especially if Kawhi goes to the to the Clippers. More importantly, are you excited about the Denver Nugget Milwaukee Buck NBA Finals? Boring thing. I mean, Giannis <laughs> is phenomenal, but this is the most boring <laughs> situational matchup. And I mean, you know, yeah. matchup. But if you have the Nuggets versus the Bucks, you're going to get more ratings than Golden State going. Why? Because nobody wants to watch. People are bored. People are bored. I just want somebody to beat Golden State. I really wanted the Rockets to win. I don't. The Bucks could probably beat them, but I don't know. When is Game Seven of this? Portland. Game Seven, five twelve. Oh, tomorrow. Of Portland. Portland and number five or tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Game seven, and then tomorrow night is Toronto and and, and Philly. And Philly game seven. Right. Who do you think is gonna win that one? Toronto. Toronto's gonna end up winning that game. I think so too. It's been like one of those home and away yeah. situations. I don't trust Philly. Embiid's it depends over, on if Embiid's... He's all over the place. He's all over the place this week. He's got the flu. He doesn't have the flu. He's got the flu. He doesn't have the flu. There were, there were he doesn't even... He can't even decide if he's sick. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> oh yeah, we had to stop meetings. He was coughing too much. What the hell are you talking about? Because <laughs> he's coughing. Get out of my face. Um, 
Damian Lillard's the most exciting player in the league. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'd like to see him in the Western Conference. Yeah, he's... Him and Curry going shot for shot right. in the finals is going to be... It's going to be similar to Russell and Durant both being in OKC and Russell and, and Curry going shot for shot. Right, 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 right. But one thing about the Warriors, they have the best shooting backcourt in history. History, yeah. History, no doubt about and it. it doesn't, that, that was the whole thing. Durant was just a luxury for them. They showed they can win. I mean, they just went back to what they were doing. Well, <laughs> right. Shot. <laughs> um, Boston may have to blow it up. I. You may have to blow up that that team. Gordon Hayward stinks, and then I don't know. I, I think Brad Stevens wasn't ready to coach a team with like superstar or like a superstar on it. He seemed a lot more comfortable coaching a team of nobodies, and, like in Butler, right. or like the team when you know with Isaiah Thomas and and Kyrie not there. Right. Does do they consider letting him loose? Brad Stevens? No, yeah. I don't think so. Can't. Not yet. You gotta get him. I mean, the core they have—they have Jason Tatum, and like I said, I think Hayward stinks. I will tell you this. And like Terry Rozier, they still have a decent core. I guess they could. I don't know if they can bring it's still Anthony Davis is still out there. I'm gonna tell you this. There's a report that Brett Brown is gonna be let loose if they lose game seven. Where no matter how the how the 76ers go the rest of the playoffs, he's being let loose. Why? I don't know. Apparently there's a locker room problem with him. Okay. Apparently he's not a big Embiid fan. He doesn't like his antics and things like that. Understandable. Sure. I'm hiring him in New York. I don't know. You're going to trust the guy who couldn't win a, a lick with the shitty Suns team to coach a team? Who's never had anybody on his team to coach a guy like Kevin Durant and Williams in New York State? <laughs> oh, he did okay last year. And then the team stunk. Who, who was on the team? He did his job. What was he supposed to do? There was nobody, again, a team that nobody, nobody was on that team. He did his job. He had one good year in Phoenix. I don't even know his name. <laughs> I was about to say Mike Watson, but it's not Mike Watson. I forgot. Dave Fizdale. Fizdale. I've heard good... I don't know about enough about basketball to make a decision, but I've heard other people like him. And they're good things. Bring D'Antoni back. Let's go. Let's just worst go. coach in NBA. Let's run. The worst coach. He can't play defense... <laughs> You can't coach. He can't coach defensive as a, if he was able to coach even a lick of defense, they would have been Golden State. He's let's too, face facts. He's too loose. Like they're not disciplined enough. His teams are never disciplined enough. Oh, sorry, Fizdale coached in Memphis. Memphis. He's never. He won forty three games the first year he was in Memphis. He only coached nineteen the next year. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA coaches are weird. The Antonio team has never been dis- disciplined enough. They would have. When he was with the Suns, they had a year where they were going to beat the, the Lakers, and then Steve Nash got suspended. The whole team got to a fight, and Steve Nash got suspended. <laughs> um, the biggest thing also is Chase the Kid is being rumored to Los Angeles. Oh, Interesting enough. Which, that's a shit... That, talk about a shit show. That Magic is- leaves. They're hiring Lou, who decides he doesn't want to go there now. Because apparently they wanted Jason Kidd as an assistant. And he wasn't comfortable with that. But now they're saying Mark Jackson's going to be Jason Kidd's assistant. If they, <laughs> where does that make sense? I don't know. Now we're just now we're just throwing guys to sit there to. This is just like it's, it's like turning into the Raiders. This is exactly what it's turning into. This is a disaster. Did Will Walton get a job? No, I don't think so. 
I thought he was hired already. I didn't see it if he did. Sacramento. Oh, good for him. Vladi Diva. Luke Walton. So now we can have... Luke Walton to our... <laughs> directions. To our whatever. Uh, Tell us to go down one-way roads. <laughs> I mean, Bill Walton would be a good way. Like, you, you just have a high guy leading you. Yeah, do whatever you feel, bro. Yeah, that was one slick turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be something. Yeah, all right, listen. Uh, I pay for it. Yeah, I would actually pay money. $1.99 yeah. for Bill Walton. Much like... GPS. You know what's funny? is on the Wikipedia page. Personal life. Much like his father, Bill Walton, fan of Grateful Dead on his right arm, has a Grateful Dead type as a result. Maybe we shouldn't hire him then. Let's do it. New York, we're trying to get it legalized in the state anyway. Might as well bring in a Walton. <laughs> Oh my god. Lakers went night. First off, Walton was there for three years. Did you know that? The head coach for three years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. No, he wasn't. Yeah, and they went 98 and 148 with Wolf Walton and Sankos. That's not three years worth of games. <laughs> yeah, 2016 to 2019. He must have been an assistant. That's no, he was the head coach. From 2016 to 2019. That's only two years worth of games, though. <laughs> I'm just reading what the what the thing says. This wasn't he on the. First off, he coached at the University of Memphis. Did you know that? Wasn't he <laughs> the, the assistant coach in 2014 to 2016 with the Warriors? Yeah. Yeah. He coached also in that team. Remember. The year they went 73 and Kerr 9. Got, Kerr got sick. Wait. Kerr was sick. And I mean, Walton had killed some more games during the season. Unbel- I had no idea. April. The coach, he was 39 and 4 as the entire Haver put in the middle of the postseason in 2016, Luke Walton became the head coach. Luke Walton, hi- the Lakers hired on the 29th. Of April 2016, Lakers hired Walton to become the new head coach once the Warriors season was over, which they went all the way to the finals. I had no idea. So that means 2016, 2019. 98 and 148. Okay, so he deserves to not get in the He went 26 and 56 his first year. And that was an improvement from 17 and 65. Yeah, but that was I think that was Kobe's last year. Did you also see the barbershop thing? The shop? I've never watched it. I never watched it, but I liked I was clicking new channels last Sunday or two Sundays ago and I caught the like tail end of it. Okay. Uh, and it was two of the guys there was LeBron and Ball. Okay. And apparently Ball was just like, Oh, whatever. What are we doing tonight? Like getting ready to go out after the game. And LeBron was kind of like... And LeBron even said it. He's like... He's not mad he left. He's mad about how he left. Who? Which again, it comes... Johnson. Oh. Not even saying anything. Just was just like, hey, I'm out. I... That... There's something went on there. There had to be something behind the scenes that we're never going to know about. I, he wanted to fire Rob Polinka, who I guess is the GM. I think he wanted to fire him and they would let him. And... 
Then LeBron said it too. He said as soon as he came into the Lakers, he said Magic told him right away, like, good luck. Like, that's basically what he said. Good luck. Like you're in charge, good luck? No, like good luck, like good luck trying to bring back the showtime. Because at the end of the day, no one's gonna bring that back. No. I I don't think this LeBron I mean, it's obviously hasn't worked year one. I don't think it's ever gonna work. Even if they bring in Anthony Davis, I'm not gonna uh, it'll be interesting to see how year two goes before I'm gonna judge that. He's not the same player. Because it's not that he's not the same player, it's more of just it wasn't his team. He came in and just was added to the team. But he brought, as when in Cleveland, he, he wanted Rondo. Though. Right, he wanted Rondo. Okay, one guy. And the I rest think, of the team was just there. He also wanted Ball out. Remember? Well, I mean, he got. Um, he got his dad Levar, off the. He, yeah, he got Lavar quieted. He, right, he didn't talk the whole season. Right, advantage him, right? But now, now he's got an off season where he's in charge. Now he's got a full off season. He was a free agent. To me, it took him a couple they months. Have to because. He you know, nev- tried to trade half the team, and then they got pissed. Exactly. So, so now he's he in full control. Yeah, right. He he's going to have to make the moves. So that's why I'm not going to say it's going to be a failed year on him. Right. It could be a whole different team. It could be a whole different team. They did it in Cleveland. Could- they traded half the team in the trade deadline and, and yeah. went to the finals. And then the I'm going to tell you now, bad year two. He's out. He may go, release me. KD may say, yo, bro, you me Zion. Um, I could see Kyrie going to the back of the league with him. He's there. Back to the Lakers. Yeah. He's already well, there. Back to, to LeBron. Which, of course, is you know what it was? It was uh, what was the video? It was the Adam Sandler video. I'm wrong. I'm sorry of him standing at the table. I think it was um, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's apologizing to yeah, Chubbs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. It would be that, exactly that's Kyrie like, with LeBron sitting at the stupid. <laughs> You're the best. I'm the worst. That's, exactly, that's how it would be. <laughs> that's how the conversation will be right. if they're hanging out. All right, SNDblog.com, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google, Google Play. Play. Wow, that's super loud on the speaker. Yeah, really close to that uh, microphone. I'm like deep throating the microphone. It's a little SNR, weird. Podcast show. Yes. <laughs> um, Elite Sports NY. Super great. Thanks again to Mike for joining us. Um, sorry about the sound quality. It was over the phone. We had a little technical difficulties. It happens. Welcome to Podcast Life. Yeah. Everybody who's never listened to we us. We're a busy, <laughs> we're a busy group. Um, shout out to Robbie and Mike for both helping us out. We're going to work on getting Robbie on the show, uh, to really talk more in depth with us, um, about elite sports. Mike is the guy we know and was able to get in touch with him quickly to set it up. Uh, we'll definitely have Mike on again as well. Uh, Danny's at the baseball game. Anything else? I got. I finally am writing an article. Like, I'm not stopping on this, this article. Is it, doing a, it. I'm doing it. I'm back in. I'm getting back on my article game. I probably will have one coming out too, depending on how the Mets go. A little home stand goes right. Yes. Now. The three game stand goes. We'll have a, the, this, like I said the, earlier, the 16 game things. I'm not gonna wait that long, but depending on how they go. In so, this sometime between now and Memorial Day, there's gonna be a Met article yes. out there. Um, you know, we got the Landon Collins event coming up. I will be June talking 8th. to Joe June 8th. Um, Vin and I are definitely going to be there. We actually got an email back from the media aspect of it to say working on details. We'll be we'll be in touch, which you know, come Memorial Day, we'll reach out again. Yeah. Right? They're busy people. We're um, busy. We'll figure it out. Right. Um, we also have the references now being like was telling us like using them as 
having them as an umbrella to be on there is going to be huge for us. Uh, Mike does some great things. Make sure you follow him on his Instagram page and his Twitter page. He does some great stuff. Um, anything else? I think that's it. Follow us. Sarasso and the Beer, new episode is out. Jay's Weekly Podcast is coming out with a new one. Uh, the Soapbox guys, Fast Break guys are coming out with a new one soon, I'm sure, with the playoffs winding down and the conference finals coming up. That being said, see you guys in court. Yeah, yeah.